Welcome to This Nomad Life. I'm Lee, better known as Minivan Lee, and... I'm Paul. So we've got a really good show for you today. I'm hungry. I want some pizza, Paul. Pizza? Yes, I want pizza. At this hour of the morning, for unbelievable. For lunch, and dinner, I want pizza. Well, you know, you're not the only one that loves pizza, that's for sure. Everybody loves pizza. I think so. I know I do. I can eat pizza anytime. Now, I remember you telling me when you were a child, though. Well, when I was a child, pizza was just a brand new thing in the in this country my mother and her friend would take me and my mother's friend's son who was a buddy of mine to a local pizzeria i think it was joe's pizzeria as i recall and i hated pizza i can't believe it but i did hate pizza i'd have a tuna fish sandwich wow that's crazy for a kid too well, it is. I don't know if I really liked tuna fish when I was a kid, but... So, as you all can guess, this episode is going to be about pizza. All about pizza, history of pizza, how to make pizza, and of course, we're nomads. So, I do want to mention, we're going to talk about making pizzas as nomads, but I also want to mention that we are in our rigs, because that's where we travel. And you might hear ambient noise going on out there. You might hear a dog bark. You might hear some vehicles on the road. And so just give you a heads up on that, that we're nomads. And we have a recording studio right here in our rig. So, yeah. Paul, you want to um, give us a heads up on what the history of pizza is? Pizza, of course, as you can imagine, originated in southern Italy. They originally started to uh, just make a crust and then put uh, sliced tomatoes on it, which evolved into, into pizza, well, tomato sauce. And they actually called it tomato pie way back when. But then during World, World War II, the soldiers got hold of this and they loved that stuff and they thought, you know, this is something we need in the United States, so let's take the recipe back with us. And they did. And so shortly after World War II, pizza started to grow more on the East Coast, probably New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, places like that. And it just grew and grew and grew until down the, the food aisle at the uh, uh, grocery, and seen the frozen pizzas oh my gosh there's just shelf after shelf after shelf it just kind of shows you how popular pizza has become i like pizza well you can order pizza and have it brought right to your house but as nomads can we order a pizza to <laughs> to our vehicles well i'll tell you a little story a few years ago, my two sons and I used to uh, get together every November in Michigan for deer camp. It was uh, time to, to hunt deer. The season was open. And we'd, we'd have fun and uh, do our thing. And then it got to be kind of a tradition that the last night of deer camp, quite often it was just me and my youngest son left there at the camp. There was a pizzeria and it was about 10 miles from where the deer camp was located. Of course, deer camp was out in the boondocks, you know, in the woods. 
and we'd call this uh, pizzeria and say could you we'd like to order a pizza or two and have it delivered out here to our deer camp and amazingly they said sure no problem where is it so we'd tell them about where it was and so forth place the order and then we'd take one of our vehicles and take it down to the end of the driveway to the paved road turn the headlights on or maybe the flashers too or something just to alert the driver that was coming and they deliver that pizza right to our deer camp out in the woods. Wow. So I don't know why nomads couldn't have it delivered to Plumosa Road and Quartzsite if they right. wanted to, if they, they could find a pizzeria that would do it anyway. Well, we could just give them the coordinates. There you go. Which we know how to do right. on Google right. Maps. Yeah. So that's, that's a great story. Yeah. I'll bet a lot of nomads have ordered pizza before. I wouldn't be at all surprised. I know. Well, speaking of ordering pizza, Lee, yeah. what what uh, toppings are the most popular on pizzas these days? Well, I think you know the answer to that. I know what my favorite is, but what are the most popular Well, toppings? of course, pepperoni is at the top of the list. There's no question about it. I uh, love pepperoni, it seems yeah. everybody loves pepperoni. Except Do you? Oh, I do. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. I love pepperoni. I suppose the only folks that don't uh, like pepperoni are, are vegans or uh, yeah. vegetarians. Um, but then there's sausage. I think sausage comes in second place. Sliced sausage or crumbled sausage, I wonder. It, I would prefer crumbled sausage, I think. I do too. Then like sliced sausage. Right, yeah. right. I've had it both ways. Mm. I think it was on a Chicago pizza uh, from Pizzeria Duo in Chicago where they had big healthy slices of tomato and then slices like you said of it, it was like a, a piece of breakfast sausage right yeah. on the pizza and it was it was good. Uh, a little bit different but but yeah, sausage is very, very popular. And then, of course, there's those mushrooms. We love our mushrooms, don't we? Uh, that's one of my favorites. That's on my list. I do like mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really do. Now, on the other end, I don't know that there are very, very many people that, that really love anchovies. Yeah. It's not a favorite of mine. How about you? No, I really don't. And I still do wonder. <laughs> We've talked about this. How do they get salty? Are they normally salty? Do they take salt from the ocean, or do we? And then we just add more salt to them, or because they're really salty. Well, I'm not sure, but that makes sense. I mean, they yeah. live in salt water, so why wouldn't they be salty, right. right? Well, yeah. So, yeah. No, I don't like anchovies. I don't like sardines either. I like oysters. Okay. Yeah. All right, but not have on you, your. Have you, ever, have you ever heard of a smoked oyster on a pizza? <laughs> Not on a pizza, no. I don't know. That would well, be that would be yeah. interesting. That's for sure. Yeah. Now, what about something like pineapple? Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Pineapple. Is it really? And maybe little bits of ham instead of sausage, or sausage and pineapple. Okay. Because isn't sausage kind of pork, anyways? Sure, absolutely. Oink, oink, pork. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, I haven't had a lot of uh, pizzas with uh, pineapple on it, but those that I've tried, uh, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah. Very tasty. Uh, I'm getting hungry. Yeah. I want pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want some pizza. Yeah. Uh, 
So, do you like hamburger uh, on your pizza as well as sausage? Yes, I do. I do like that's one of my favorites is just hamburger, good hamburger. Right. Like um, ground sirloin or something like there that. There you go. Yeah. Right. Yep. It has to be good stuff. YouTube, Minnie Van Lee. That's me. Go to YouTube and search for me, Minnie Van Lee. And I have videos on instructions on living the nomad life. And I have entertaining videos, music videos. So I'm going to ask you to go and subscribe and hit the notification button. I put up videos three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Go <laughs> to Minnie Man Lee on YouTube. Woo! You know, Paul, when I go down the frozen aisle, I do look at the pizzas there's so many types of frozen pizzas now walmart doesn't carry as much of a variety as a grocery store and we do go to walmart quite a bit but the last time we were in a grocery store yeah they have um a, almost a whole aisle of just pizzas so i'm curious what is the best selling frozen pizza these days well there there are some differences of opinion there but i think by and large, people agree that DiGiorno is, DiGiorno. is uh, at the top of the list or very close to it. They they uh, make a number. Aren't they the one that make that rising cheese-filled crust uh, pizza, yes, frozen pizza? Uh, the, the cheese crust. Right, right. Do you like that? I do. I okay. do. Yeah. yeah. But then, uh, what is the name to it? Totino or something like Totino's that? Totino's Pizza. They're, yeah, well, I know the history of that. You want me to tell you? Yes, please. Okay, I will. Um, Rose and Jim Totino. They had a restaurant in um, 1951 in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And they made pizzas and they became so popular that they started a frozen pizza factory. And eventually they were bought out at a big price by Pillsbury. And then, of course, in the end, uh, General Foods bought out Pillsbury. Now, if you look in the frozen aisles, there are all kinds of Totino's pizzas. They got big, small. Yeah. Totino's has its own section the last time I looked. I will tell you that when my children were young, we bought a lot of Totino's pizzas. They were small. They were round. They fit right in a small microwave. You just take, you had, you had to take it out of the box. They weren't big, you had to take it out of the box. And then there was this wrapping that went around. It was like sealed wrapping. Well, it was good that they had it because if there was pepperoni on it, it was always slid to the, probably in packing, it slid to the other side. So you had to take it out of that. And then you had to reposition on whatever was on there. But even like, um, sometimes it would have like little teeny diced squares of uh, pepperoni or sausage. Or you could just get cheese pizza, but you still had to kind of move the cheese over because it would slide to one side. And they were 99 cents for these small Wow. And we ate quite a few of them. My kids, they would just eat one by themselves. Now, was that normally an after-school snack, or was that uh, oh, lunch that or supper? that could have been dinner, too. That could have been dinner, yeah. I was These were kind of uh, personal 
side, personal pan or whatever you'd call it? Uh, what we would call that now. Yeah, I don't know if they had personal pizzas back then. This is like in the 80s, 90s. Okay. But um, more more in the 90s. But yeah, that would be dinner. I mean, I was a single mom. I mean, my kids kind of like grew up on Totino's pizza, you know. That was like... And sometimes we'd put extra things on it too, but I partook in it too. I would say I'd take a couple of pieces of it and yeah. Totino's pizza. I mean... That well, was part of our family. Some of the other ones that people probably are familiar with are uh, Red Baron frozen pizza, and there's Jack's and Tombstone. Love Tombstone. That's a big one in Arizona. Ah, well, that makes sense. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, Fruschetta, is that how you pronounce I, that? I think so. You did a good job on that. Well, good thank job. you very much. <laughs> you got any Italian in there, Paul? <laughs> Not that I know oh, okay. of. Okay. And uh, also Tony's. Tony's, oh, yeah, Tony's. Is, is a pretty uh, popular one as well. So yeah. it's amazing how frozen pizzas have grown to such popularity in this country. Now, you did mention previously when we were talking about pizza that there were a lot of different lists that you found online of favorites. And some of them you're like, what? What? How could I, this be a favorite? Yeah, I can't I can't recall the names, but there are ones well like California is it California pizza oven or something? I guess I'd heard of that, but I, I've never tried one of their pizzas. But yeah. there were a number of different brands that amazingly they were in the top ten and uh, I'd never heard of the things. To be quite honest, I prefer fresh pizza call it what you will the pizza that i really loved when i lived in a sticks and bricks was papa murphy what they call yes. the take home and bake it yourself kind of thing and don't uh, they deliver though don't they make pizza so too i don't think so no no really well, none know. of the uh stores that i've been in it's all just put them together wrap them in uh, plastic wrap and you come in and pick it up fresh and take it home and throw it in the oven well i'm in shock because i did not know that no, seriously they... i didn't and i have family i have cousins grown they were older than i am that totally got into um oh is it papa murphy's right that got in on the on the ground floor oh wow oh yeah and so i didn't i thought they made pizza no no. Well, uh, they, I mean, they put know. it together, but they leave it up to you to do the baking and, and serving. So, Well, they saved on energy, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yes, uh, they was did. Was it good format? I don't Well, not too good. I didn't ever order <laughs> So I was like, well, they didn't get my business. But on delivery in Tucson, all my children all grew up there, we ordered blackjack pizza most of the time. I don't know. Is that, I don't know if that's nationwide but it was called blackjack pizza okay that one's not familiar to me either that's uh it was a good price and it was good pizza for the price cool cool well okay. uh, wasn't there one um you're taking me back here yes wasn't there one that that came as a they gave you the parts and you had kind of had to fix it yourself put it together and all that i never did that have you have you done that that was Chef Boyardee. Oh yeah. The pizza kit. It came in a box. It was it wasn't a big box, but it wasn't small. Yeah, they had a little a little package of the dough. Okay. With instructions on how to get the dough going. 
and there was a little can that yeah, I think you had to use a can opener for they didn't have the pop tops can opener with the, the sauce and I think there's a little package of pepperoni and then I you know I don't remember the cheese but I'm sure there was cheese in there oh oh my gosh you know what the cheese was it was powdered Parmesan cheese. oh you're kidding yeah it was just it was powder it was like Parmesan cheese. Was it good? Was it make? Did it make it a good pizza? It had its own special flavor. Okay. But I will tell you, and let's take everybody back on this, folks. You had your pizza pan. Everybody has like this round pizza pan in their house usually. Well, you had to make the dough. Well, you know, it's hard to move that dough across <laughs> the pizza pan. You know. So I remember putting my hands down. And taking my hands and kind of spreading it out in a circle here or there and everywhere there'd be little holes it would tear and you'd have to like bring your fingers back and you know like you're playing with I guess maybe that's why we went to kindergarten so we could learn how to play with dough right sure <laughs> yeah everything we learned we learned in kindergarten right um, but I think they wanted you to oil the pan. Well, that made it very difficult because as soon as you'd move it out, it would move back. <laughs> it would slide back. I remember making these pizzas, you know. So, yeah, I mean, that'll take everybody back. The Chef Boyardee pizza. Now, was there generally one uh, enough ingredients for one pizza inside that kit? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've made them before. Very. I wonder. If, have you seen them in a grocery store? Are they still available? Well, I'm gonna look. Now I'm gonna look. Hey, yeah. Let's all go look. Everybody out there, you know. Yeah. Let's go look yeah. for those. And if not, you know, demand that they make them again or something. Mm -hmm. Now you you uh, recently did some experimenting. I think you uh, made a few different kinds of pizzas. As a nomad, you fixed them like a nomad could do, right in their yes. rig. How did that go and what kind of pizzas did you make well we organized this together and of course you tasted them all we both did i chose the three types of crust the first one was a tortilla a, just a flour tortilla and i have what a seven inch skillet so i went with just the the smaller not not the street tacos but the the next size up here's what i did I put a little bit of oil in there, in my pan, got it hot, and put the tortilla in, and turned it, turned it again, and then I started adding the toppings on it. I did pizza sauce. We went with the cheap. We just went with, I think, a $1.13 Walmart pizza sauce, a small uh, can of it. And that's in what the, what aisle did we find that in? It was just the tomato sauce, something like that. Well, in the, in the canned vegetable aisle, maybe? Was it? Okay. And then, well, oh, you know what? I have to go back because we wanted mushrooms on it, but I didn't want raw mushrooms. So first I sliced the mushrooms and sauteed them. It's a nice brown. They look good. Mm -hmm. Then I put the tortilla in. So the tortilla sort of had a little bit of a mushroom taste too, probably. That's why it might have been why it's so darn good. Well, I must say that uh, I'll let you describe the other two that you made, but yeah. that uh, that tortilla. Yeah, it was uh, good. I love thin crust pizza. Oh my I, gosh, yes. I I much prefer that over the the thick crust, and yeah. that was that tortilla was perfect. It was crunchy. 
It it had a wonderful flavor. Yes. And then, you know, you put those toppings on. It was well, delicious. Then the next, after I spread, I didn't put too much. I don't like a, a soggy pizza. So I didn't put too much on. I think I did pretty good. And then I put the cheese on. A lot of people put cheese on last year. I think you're supposed to put the cheese on and then put toppings on top of that. Because if you take a bite, you can grab the whole cheese thing and it ends <laughs> up in your mouth. But And then we just went with um, pepperoni. And that was it. So yeah. mushrooms and mozzarella and pepperoni. It was so good. Oh, my oh gosh. it was delicious. That was one of the better pizzas. Maybe it's because we were so hungry for pizza. That and we be. hadn't had pizza because we've been nomads for a while. Right, you right. Know? So what was the second one that you tried? Well, we wanted to go with something ready-made. So we got a ready-made uh, pizza crust. And it was around, it was the perfect size. The same size, probably 7-inch. And there are different kinds out there. I, and I can't think of the name that we used. Although, um, if you want to go to the video, I do have on YouTube, um, I do have a couple weeks ago, I have the video of first the tortilla and then the next video is using the um, ready-made pizza. Now this one um, went with mushroom, but we also went with uh, black olives. Yeah, and then pepperoni. Well, that was, I really enjoyed that one, but as I said, I prefer, much prefer thin crust. So the thicker crust, Yeah. I mean, I don't know, what is, was it a quarter inch or half inch thick maybe? It wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible, but I, I still much preferred that tortilla. Oh, that was great. So if you like thick crust, there you go. There you go. If you like thin crust, just use a tortilla. Yeah. And, you know, the amount of time it took to make these was nothing. I mean, it took less than putting it in the oven. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then what I did was I turned the, the stove up. We, as nomads, just to give you a clue, everybody, we use a butane stove. I mean, a lot of people have the Coleman a propane stove. But a lot of nomads, we're going to the butane stoves. And they're easy to use, and but they're not large so you can't use a large pan on them in fact you're not supposed to so paul and i both have seven inch little skillets that we use for that and it didn't take long at all i mean we didn't have to pop it in the oven we didn't have to heat up the oven so it used a lot less so what i did was i turned off the stove at a certain point so it wouldn't burn and just let just let it sit there well you covered it too with foil didn't now, you no not on the tortilla but with the bread because if you got a thick crust the toppings aren't are, are further away from the from sure. the from the fire right the heat so i did have to cover that i just put a little foil over it and covered it yeah so now for the third one oh we went with this we went with the pizza mix it was just like you'd get in your ship where the build a build a pizza, you know, like build a bear, build a pizza. And that was a mess. It was as a nomad. No, don't do it. Don't go there, folks, because we don't have like proper unless you have an RV, a class A or something like that. We don't have sinks where we're going to be able to wash our dishes. And it was a mess. It, it made a mess in my bowl. I had to heat up water to get it to rise. And then it got on my hand, <laughs> and then and then I had to spread it out where there are all these little holes. It was tearing and everything. I started to do it, 
we we made one and I didn't like it and actually we dumped it and went with that. Let's get the tortillas going again. So we made a tortilla. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, I remember it was a hassle. I mean, even to clean your hands, you know, it was. Uh, after trying to stretch it out to, to make your uh, size that you needed and so forth. So, yeah. yeah, that wasn't that wasn't the best way to, to do it as a nomad. I don't think it. I mean, what can I say? I was just watching you were <laughs> you were in there you were with eyes wide like, oh, crap. Look at the hurt at her hand. Look at the dishes. Yeah. I was waiting for you to twirl it and throw it up in the air. But right. then it would have stuck to the roof of your minivan right. and that wouldn't have worked too well so yeah <laughs> i suppose i could have tossed it at you and then you could <laughs> yeah there you go so that was our i i definitely recommend um making pizzas as nomads just go for it get your toppings um now if you're going to have leftovers unless you have a large group you're probably going to need a cooler you know some sort of an ice chest or a 12 volt or something like that to store your extra toppings and if you folks haven't watched uh, Lee's YouTube channel you may not know that she she does not have a ice chest she does not have a 12 volt refrigerator she keeps things she buys items that will keep well without refrigeration and that's why she just mentioned that that yeah. you're going to have leftover uh, mozzarella cheese and pepperoni and uh, uh, mushrooms perhaps uh, you know you Most do need refrigeration well the pizza sauce definitely if you have leftover pizza ah. sauce you have to um, refrigerate that mushrooms no um, pepperoni probably maybe although there's a lot of uh, preservatives in there and then yeah the tortillas no the cheese actually people cheese does not I've had so many people on my channel say well how do you keep don't you have you don't have to refrigerate cheese I mean it will go bad quicker and you don't have to refrigerate it it'll say now if it's warm out and you <laughs> if it's warm in your van it's summer getting towards summer and you have shredded cheese and you go to get it it's gonna be a block no. Yes, because it all just kind of melts yeah. together. I've always heard that the harder the cheese, which I believe indicates that it's been aged longer, the better it'll keep without refrigeration. Now, I don't think that holds true for mozzarella because I think that's a pretty soft cheese. But, right. but uh, nonetheless, it's interesting that you can get by with uh, without refrigeration. And, and, yeah. Well, I'm using your cooler now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Absolutely. I know. Well, and thank you for letting me put stick some things in there. You know, pizza. It can be done. We can have a pizza as nomads. It's, it's a lot of fun. You bet, folks. And I, I again, I highly recommend that tortilla crust uh, as a crust. If you try it, it's easy, it's quick, and it's delicious. You can't ask for anything more. I know. Everybody loves pizza. Absolutely. Hey, Lee, I think it would be good if you uh, took a moment to tell our friends out there in the audience about your book. You're an author. My book. Well, I will. Thank you, Paul. It's called, it's titled, How to Live in a Minivan. The Minivan Lee Way. That's me, Minivan Lee. And I wanted to put this book together because people on my YouTube channel 
we're asking so many different questions about how they want to get started they want to do this lifestyle but they don't know where to begin so I put together a book that really goes from A to Z and I am very specific on how to get started how to look at your home your bricks and sticks as we call it and to look at it and take an overview of oh my gosh I have all this stuff I've collected all these years what am I gonna do well how am I going to deal with all of this to get rid of it and start minimalizing my life to get into um, a smaller because it is minimal living isn't it Paul oh it is it yeah. is this and is... I must tell you Lee I I ordered the uh, you have both an ebook and uh, a book in print uh, soft cover and I've only been a nomad uh, full-time for about six months and after a few months your book came out and I had tons of questions tons of questions you you run into things and whether it's it's about where do I park tonight or do I need refrigeration or all these different things well I must tell you and I folks she's not paying me a thing for this but <laughs> But to look at those lists in your book, yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. You know, I, I got that. I've got, oh, there's an item I need right there. That would help me a great deal. They were very, very helpful, and I appreciated those very much. Well, one great thing about the ebook was at the end of the ebook, I have links to the videos that coordinate with the subject of the of the chapter. You bet. And in your in the actual um, paperback, of course, you can't do that. Yeah, I mean, it is very useful. I have lots of lists. I even start off with get yourself a notebook, and this is what you need. This is just a special notebook. So not only can you take notes here in the book. But you can also, um, you know, record things in and start making your own personal list because you need to know there's going to be specifics. Um, I was renting when I got rid of everything. But if you own a house, you have different steps you have to take to sell your house or whatever are you going to do with your house? And so you have these different options and then you can um, write down like, well, this is my, my realtor's phone number, my, if I'm going to buy, uh, and this isn't just for minivans, this is for SUV. There are people, nomads out there that are in SUVs and they travel in them. They may pull a scamp or a little trailer or scamp or, or pull a, what are those called? Um, little trailer hitches where they're pulling things. It's not a trailer, but... You mean a utility trailer? Right. Well, like what Mary had. She had that one um, that she pulled on the oh, back. Oh, it's like a, a metal shelf it, that's attached to your carry. hitch? Right. Exactly. So she could so she could um, bring more things because she was in an SUV. And, of course, our good friend Jack, I mean, he's in sort of like an SUV, mm -hmm. Pacifica. But, yeah. Hey, Jack. Shout out to Jack. Max, hey Max, hey Joe. Oh, shout out to our good friends out there who we know are our our friends out there listening to it along with all the, the rest of you out there. But this is and it can be for um well, Paul, you're in a in a large Ram high top like a sprinter. Well, and yeah. e and even so. I mean, yeah. I I had so many questions and how do I best handle this and how do I do that and where do I go to get this and that that book 
answered so many questions. It was just very, very helpful. And you mentioned a notebook. I've got my notebook right here. <laughs> Where? I have never it, seen it, your it's notebook. It's right over here in this plastic file. <laughs> there you go. I, I utilized that notebook very well. It was very helpful. So, and I still refer back to it occasionally now, even yeah. after a, a number more months on, on the road. So. And then if you're thinking about this lifestyle, and even if you're already a nomad, because I know you're out there, you're listening. Um, I've got sections and chapters about gadgets, new gadgets, what's new, what's, yeah. So I highly recommend this book. It's called How to Live in Your Minivan and then The Minivan Leeway. Uh, go on Amazon and search for Minivan Lee. I also have a storefront. So that's going to pop up too for items that I have um, tested out. They're tried and true. And these are links that you can use to buy the products. I do get a little commission off them. No cost to you, of course. But Amazon appreciates me recommending these things that I've tried. And so I get a little reward from it. And so feel free to use those links. But the book, definitely, uh, the book is useful for anybody and even if you are a seasoned nomad but you know somebody you buy the book and give it to them as a gift excellent idea yes thank you for listening everybody this was about pizza and it was good and feel free to find my videos that show the ingredients and show me making them on uh, minivan lee uh, youtube channel and we'll be back at you next week with another uh, podcast and usually published on Thursday, right, yes, Lee? a new podcast every Thursday. There you go. Be there or be square. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for listening. We love you guys. And till next time, thank you for listening to This Nomad Life with Lee and Paul. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.